1: we're talking real money
2: you know I was just curious I we haven't we haven't talked about this in a long time but I was just curious because I heard a commercial for a kind of a payday loan company or a personal loan no signature company and I wanted to see what the rates were the interest rates how much well I was just looking at nerd wallet and there uh, there were a couple of options there one of them has an estimated annual percentage rate APR of 160 percent. The other is just 91% to
3: 250%. You know, wow. and you wonder how people get stuck and never get out of it. At 250%? Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. you, you know, I, I okay, and famously, for those who don't know this, I once interviewed uh, the guy who ran the Payday Loan Association in the great state of Washington. I think he's still there. Is he? And... Uh, <laughs> it wasn't a pleasant experience for him um and actually his i asked him how many people get a payday loan and then get end up having to get another and you know sort of get stuck and he told me oh we don't keep track of that number oh Which sure i didn't they think was do. but here's the other thing i had a quote i was waiting for him to say our customers don't complain about the deal that they you know they don't because there'd been a consumer affairs person who'd said, that's true, but crack users don't complain about their dealers either. I used that quote.
2: Uh-huh. Oh, you did?
3: I did. On the air. Did he walk television. off the set? He was pretty close. His face got very red. He got very angry. Um, and my toughest critic, my mother, <laughs> called me that night and called it cheap. Said that was a cheap. Ooh, a cheap I
2: think shot. that was a very good shot. Anyway. by the way, which state in the union has the highest payday ro- uh, loan rates on average? Little quiz for you. Pick a not. state in the union where you think they would have really ridiculous. New Jersey. New Jersey. No, no, oh. no. Come on. I mean, where's Florida. the? Where's the? Florida. Men, men. Real men. Real women. Real. You know, if you're just, uh, just pull yourself up by your bootstraps, darn it, and pay the loan. I've I already said that the ones Ready? I think deep texas? in the really te- wow. texas wow the average rate for a payday loan in texas this is that according to cnbc uh year and a half ago average 664% don't
3: they know like doesn't that sound like usury to you i uh, it's like it's so crazy that's
2: usury that's <laughs> <laughs> that left usury and urban i, I don't even the i honestly yeah. i can't even think of a word to describe yeah. a it's... number like that so anyway i just i heard that commercial i mm. had to comment on this, it. You,
3: it they run it every that's running every about 15 minutes
2: yeah yeah They're and uh, a lot and, and while some states have caps some states have caps i think washington washington in, does in the doesn't, in anyway. the you know the 30 to 40 percent range on small amounts yeah. i i you gotta just wow. I mean, and once you get I, again, I stand by
3: that. Once you get caught in that trap,
2: very hard to you can't escape. get out. Not I mean, at six hundred percent per again, year. Borrow
3: again? Yeah, right. I mean, you're borrowing a
2: hundred dollars and then you owe them seven hundred dollars or six hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. That, that is just you, uh, poor people.
3: And you're borrowing ahead on the money that uh, that you would be getting in the payday situation. I almost think
2: it's weeks. better. It's better not to pay the landlord than to pay the 660% and become one of the, the uh, you know, the t- maybe hopefully temporarily homeless people oh, in the God, world. Don't. So Let's you get not your, be homeless. It's not, just sad. No. Yeah. It's just, anyway. but th- that people get, they're preying on the. the I know. The yep. The bottom. Poorest people yeah, in the country. They're preying on them. Oh, it's so awful. Anyway, um uh, 935 talk is our number to talk money. And, and so we're going from the very poorest, uh, stepping up yeah. to those who can afford to trade the stock market. Uh, because in this hour, I want to talk a little bit about an article that I saw in the Wall Street Journal. I think Tom saw it also. That was got by a guy we really respect, um, who, who's a Wall Street Journal writer, obviously, uh, James McIntosh. Mm-hmm. I like his stuff. Yeah, I do. But this article was a little weird. Uh, the, the, the headline was, Stocks are Forever. That doesn't mean now is the time to buy. Well, what does that
3: mean then, James? Now, now remember, he doesn't write the headlines. This is something I know. People, well, I'm not a headline writer. I just write the article, but the article is a little confusing. And just to go, just to take a step back. The number one question we get from all of you is, "I just came into this money. What do I do with it now?" So this plays perfectly into that because, like, well, should should I invest it now? What, et cetera, et cetera? Perfect.
2: So we're gonna get to the specifics of this and what we believe you should do because we believe that part about the markets likely being forever Eight five five nine three five. 935 talk Tom and Don are talking real money. In medicine, a second opinion might save your life. With investing, a second opinion might save your future. The trick is getting one without a high pressure sales pitch. Well, I'm Don McDonald, and if you've been listening to Talking Real Money, you know that our goal is to help everyone create a brighter future by investing and managing money better. That's why, in addition to helping everyone on our show and podcast, we are also committed to making our 100% fiduciary advisors at Appella available to help everyone make the best financial decisions based on science. So if you're being pitched a financial product or a system, make sure you get a second opinion with no cost no obligation, and no annoying sales pitch by going to TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. That's 800-386-3004 or TalkingRealMoney.com.
1: Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are Talking Real Money. When is the right time to buy?
2: into the stock market. Is there a right time to buy? Apparently, James McIntosh of the Wall Street Journal thinks you shouldn't be buying it sometime and you should be buying at others because basically he said uh, that, you know, buying at the wrong time can mean making less than buying at the right time. Is that well, what let he me said?
3: Kind of. It's, it's a very difficult article to uh, to To parse, to parse yeah. I, yeah, okay, so but let's just... Give a concrete example that maybe helps, because he points out that if you bought U.S. stocks in January 1973, mm-hmm. before the Arab oil embargo, and, and he means the S and P 500, correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, you've made 6.6 a, uh, percent a year in the basically half century since,
2: right? Yep. That's I verified bad. that number. That's,
3: That's after, right. inflation. After, after inflation. After inflation. So if you mm-hmm. include inflation, you're closer back to that 10 percent mark. Um, including dividends, right? So that's not bad. But if you had you had you been like, well, I'll just wait till this oil thing's over and uh, wait till Nixon's out of office, et cetera, et cetera, get things cleaned up on the country a little bit. So I'll wait till, let's say, the autumn of 1974. I believe uh, Mr. Nixon left the White House in August of 1974. Stocks had reached their low. So if you bought then the next half century, instead of making 6.6 percent a year, before and uh, after inflation, eight point five percent a year you made, which is a, you know around two percent more per year annualized. So you look
2: like a genius. That's really smart. But you know there's a flaw in his in his thinking, and that is very few people invest once and then don't ever invest again. So if you invested on January first, seventy three ten thousand dollars and then you invested again on january 1st 74 ten thousand dollars and you did it again and again and again and again you're going to get in both high and low this is a
3: great point don but the, the, a lot of people do call us they come into money from various methods they sold something they inherited something something happened in their life so they came into a windfall And they're trying to decide, well, so I have this windfall. I don't want to buy now because aren't stocks like near record highs? I wouldn't want to buy. I mean, and they are, right? The S&P 500 is very close to its record high.
2: Yeah, but wait, wasn't the S&P 500 at a record high in 2007? And wasn't the S&P 500 at a record high in 2000, 1999? Wasn't the S&P 500, I mean, along the way, hasn't every subsequent record high, come on top of a previous record i think i think our
3: friends at dimensional did a nice paper on this looking at whether a record high is meaningful and you correctly point out it's really not uh you said stocks are forever you have to remember that the investment you make in stocks is really an investment in capitalism it is investment in companies right it's an investment
2: in the economy exactly
3: So, and people have a tendency to forget that they get rather like narrow. Well, look at the, the. no, you're, what you're really saying is the economy will grow. Companies will be more profitable. There'll be new companies that come along. I want to expose my money to those and make additional money. And it's worked for a long period of time, but still this does not answer the question at hand. And that is when to invest in the stock market.
2: And the right time to invest in the stock market is when you have the money to invest in the stock market. That's the right time. Yeah, and
3: here's the thing. You made a very good point a few minutes ago. Most of us don't can come into a lump sum. It is investing every two weeks in our 401K. It is for some, an annual amount you put into your IRA or your SEPIRA or something like that. So that you're sort of dollar cost averaging in. Which also gives you the advantage of different pricing, right? So sometimes mm-hmm. maybe look good, sometimes maybe not so good. And you really want to be buy- buying things when they're not looking so good and the prices are down, right? I
2: mean, after the oil embargo. Yeah, but that's for all example. relative. That's so hard to. I mean, w- w- how far down is down? That's the yeah, other problem. Right. Nobody. So knows. you you bought when you were at the all time high in two thousand seven, and then stocks went down ten percent. Was that low enough to buy in again? Uh, I guess. No, you should have waited until it was down fifty percent. <laughs> I see. Or, you see, two
3: thousand and eight. Wait till the. But the, then it's down fifty percent,
2: and you're thinking, well, no. if it's down fifty. It may go down sixty. So I think I'll no. wait till it's down sixty, and then it goes back up, and you're going, I know it went up a little because it does that just to fool me. But it's going to go down again, so I'm going to wait.
3: One thing I can guarantee you about all this is people that take their money out and wait end up with less.
2: They have. According to
3: all the research done. We don't know anybody who's been able to say, oh, I'll wait and then I'll jump back in. That approach, that market timing, if you will, has not worked.
2: 855-935-8255 is our phone number. 855-935-TALK. And Steve, you're up. Welcome to the show. Hi there. Hey, Steve.
4: listen to the show regularly. Love it. Here's my question. And... I'm, I'm probably dumb as rocks here. So I used to work for a large aerospace company in the northwest,
2: unnamed. Mm-hmm. Um, no, we don't know who that is either. If you're calling, if you're calling
3: about the door, we don't have it. Okay. <laughs> Just going to put that out there right now. But you I know that two weeks in a row now. I know. I think more like three. But okay, okay. go ahead
4: separate discussion but obviously with the with the pension i no longer work there i am employed somewhere else so i decided in the genius that i am that i would hold up on taking the pension and i do my i do the forecast of the lump sum versus the monthly and you know i keep watching my lump sum go down and i just uh, calculated this morning, and it's gone down even further. And I would expect these annuities to have turned because of the interest rates. So, am I just being stupid, or what? What is going on there? Why do I keep seeing the continual decrease? Understanding interest rates went up, therefore the bond funds went down. I get all that. Is that the only reason?
3: Well, okay. So, give us a fill in a little bit more here. First of all, how soon? How old are you? I am 68. Okay. And um, for one thing, I don't believe after 65, I could be wrong, but generally, after age 65, the pension, the annuity payout will not increase anymore. In other words, there's no reason to wait if you're going to take that.
2: For, for but, the monthly. Or you're for yeah, the, correct, the monthly, but, for but the he's talking about the lump sum has gone down. That has to right. do with interest rates. That has rates. to do with the struck. Yeah, it's interest rates. Yeah. Um, and so
3: gotcha. that those, and this, let's see, if they run, they've run the number for the end of last year, they would not have yet, or have they? I, they I would not played.
2: have run the 23 number yet would be my guess. I don't know how often they run it, that that nameless aerospace company. If they just run it once a year, then you haven't seen the 23 number. The 22 number would be terrible.
4: Yes, it would be.
2: It, you, Absolutely.
4: But I so, just ran it this morning, and it changed from three months ago, and it continues to go down.
3: Okay, that may be still because of what happened with Delays. rates until, until fairly recently. I mean, here's the thing. Know. Beyond that, are you an investor? Are you somebody that has money in stocks and bonds?
4: Yes, yes. So okay. I've, got, I've got other money. Okay. I don't need this right now, which is why I've waited, but, you know. There's the question. I obviously gambled and (laughs) lost. You're talking. You're timing
2: the market. Stop it. We just talked about this. I don't
4: want to be one of those. You are, though. You are. I'm sorry. You are.
2: Think about it for a minute. You keep thinking, if I wait until just the right moment and take it out, Bing. no, if you're going to be an investor, you're not. You have no desire to take the monthly. Uh, Payout, and and you're going to invest it eventually anyway, invest it now. Maybe you'll do a better job than they're doing. That is actually possible. Some companies don't run their pensions very well. Others do, but you can do well.
1: Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. In yeah, our own ways, our we,
2: discussion in, yeah. In, in our own ways, we all become at times, oh, yeah, market sure. timers because we we think we can intuit things. We we really do. We trust our intuition a lot, which is a flaw of our psychology.
3: Well, I, in a general sense, we're overconfident, right? About yeah. most things. But
2: uh, go, just to finish the thought
3: with Steve, okay. So because we didn't get to finish this. In a general sense, if you take the lump sum and you invest it, you end up with more money over the next twenty years. In a general sense, right? Because think about you should you should because if you take the pension, it's a set amount, right? That's that. Inflation keeps going up, but if the money's invested, that growth should keep up and do better than inflation. You end up with more money. But that the reason I ask him whether he's an investor is for many people that are not. You should just take the annuity. Why would you mess around with it? Why would you worry about the market and all the rest of the things that are going to give you anxiety at a time when, frankly, we know people have more anxiety in retirement oftentimes than they had before it. So then in that case, you would just get the monthly payout, get over it and realize that, you know, maybe that's not going to be the best option, but it's going to be one that's going to provide you stability. Less one worry. of
2: the one of the fascinating, the most fascinating things about this whole concept of investing is the power, the value of the psychological component in the equation. And it doesn't lend itself to easy calculation, but it is, I think it's bigger than the potential for returns or the, oh, I think the, so. the The protection from losses. I think our psychology plays more into any decision we're going to make. And it has to be the number one factor driving it. That's why we keep saying over and over and over again, your risk-taking profile is absolutely crucial to know before you ever consider a single investment. We're all going out there going, well, can I make a little more money? I just want to make a little more money. Well, yeah, you maybe can. But can you stand the pressure? Yeah, and we
3: learned a lot fairly recently in the spring of twenty twenty, right, when the markets declined thirty percent in a very short period of time, and there are a lot of people who said, This is never gonna end, I gotta get my money out. There you learn, there you find out who you are around these sort of things. But you know, we have this free risk quiz that we offer. I think you should take it's it. Wonder- it it's it's it really wonder I think it's wonderful. I think it's really
2: well structured. Um, I mean, nothing is infallible, but it's going to give you a decent idea because it asks some probing questions and then tries to turn those into a calculation, into a spreadsheet of sorts.
3: Yeah, it kind of gives you a look at where maybe you should be invested. There's more things that go into your sort of stock to bond ratio, asset allocation than that. But it's a good place to start. So back to Steve. I mean, yes. Th- those numbers, those uh, payout numbers have gone down because of what's happened with rates. That may turn a bit, but Don's exactly right. If this is a decision you're going to make, take the money out, invest it properly, build the right portfolio for the long haul, and get over the fact that it's a little different than it was a couple of years ago.
2: Yeah, and and remember, uh, if, if you're a long-term investor and, the, and you're comfortable with volatility – the, the data is really pretty compelling that stocks have uh, had a very nice positive return after inflation. Um, and uh, in fact, the article we were talking about earlier quotes some things for that, uh, some work of Jeremy Siegel, who's a uh, professor at Horton, yeah. who wrote mm-hmm. the book called Stocks for the Long Run. And basically, he says if you hang on long enough, and that time period is 20 years it's is about 16, the, the they worst actually yeah. give a number. 20 yeah. years is like mm. the worst case yep. scenario. If you if you hold for 20 years, you you really shouldn't. You wouldn't have you, we don't know about the future. You wouldn't have lost. Although it was fascinating in this article that some guy, a retired professor said, "Wow, yeah, he Jeremy Siegel went back to 1808 and in the 19th century if you take everything into account including Confederate bonds, and, and stocks.
3: railroad bonds and yeah.
2: Yeah, you, sure. you would have lost money over more than 20 years oh come on uh, fa- first off no one should include the 19th century in any calculation. That's a pretty different
3: time. America there, there was were, an emerging market then. That's a yeah. And there place. were about
2: eight stocks. You know, it was like not a lot. I'm Southern exaggerating. Yeah,
3: you know, the Central Pacific and yeah, pretty yeah. Limbic, and uh, and
2: and the the markets were much more heavily manipulated back absolutely. then. Absolutely. Yeah. There were there were. I mean, this was I found fascinating from this article. One of the things that there was a huge market collapse. After a fire in 1835 that wiped out the records of the New York insurance industry. I mean, that destroyed the industry because they they burned. So, you know, weird stuff happens. (laughs) You can't add that into your equation. We'll be right back. 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are
1: talking. future we're talking real money
2: eight five five that means toll free which is meaningless anywhere on the planet now i don't know why we don't get rid of 800 and 855 and 877 numbers any i don't numbers. know it's just why, why it's yeah. just any number you okay. could call us on just any random number yep we'll and- answer Right and, and you, and it won't cost you anything. So, But we have 855-935-TALK-NOW, so call it. 855-935-8255. And by the way, if someone has an 800 number, it just tells you they've been around for a while. A long while. Yeah. <laughs> those, those Most of those were gone a long time ago. Uh, talking again about buying stocks and all of those who say there is a right time and a wrong time to buy stocks, kind of like the implication Of the James McIntosh article we're talking about in the Wall Street Journal. The implication is, yeah, you can buy better if you buy at the right time and do better if you buy at the right time. But I have two things, Tom, just two things that I want to really address as the the meat of this issue. I want to go back to the fact that rarely, if ever, do we invest a large lump sum all at once in our life? It might happen sometimes, but generally speaking, most of us are investing regularly into an IRA, a 401k, a 403b, and you don't care. You shouldn't care what the market's doing. As a matter of fact, if it's down, you should be happy if it's up. Ah, well, at least it's up. The other point is you will never know in advance that the market's going to be good or bad. However, If you look back at the past, you can kind of intuit – I love that word – that it's going to grow unless the economy of the planet collapses. Did I miss something?
3: No. I mean, I guess the only other thing would be because you can put your money in other things. Can you intuit that it will make more than loans like bonds? Can you intuit that it will make more more than things like gold or, God dare I say, Bitcoin? I mean,
4: can
3: (laughs) can you make that into? can you say, well, yeah, it kind of should – uh, I mean, I think so because you're investing, as I said, in companies, right? These are firms. These are, they're, they're, they're issuing dividends, et cetera, et cetera. I will, t- and I, so I think the answer to that is unknown, of course. But, um, James McIntosh at the end of his article is, makes another statement. I think we can really take umbrage with when he says even bulls should plan for lower returns ahead.
2: Oh, my gosh! I forgot about that line, yeah, I mean, and it's like and again well, that's, how do you that, know that he's now saying he knows something yeah he does not know
3: stocks may make way more in the future he's Who saying knows? maybe
2: they're he's saying well, historically they're high but but what people forget is they may be historically high now, but that's just for now. Stocks can grow into that valuation, which is one of the nice things stock have stocks have going for them. They may be overvalued now, but generally they're overvalued because investors expect them to grow into that valuation.
3: And people don't know about things like productivity, for example, what that will look like in 20 years when people come back to the office, Uh, you know, stuff like that. They're never coming back, are they? I'm, I'm here alone, and I don't think anyone's ever going to be You're going to be there alone forever spend. in the cold, and it, I, cold and I tell office. I why not coming today, because it's about 37 degrees in here. But, I mean, and he looks back recently and said, well, the massive government deficit spending, kept stock prices, up, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera.
2: But, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had massive government yeah. deficit spending in the 40s. Mm, cetera, we had massive... We've had it over and over again, and it's not—as I I argued with somebody—well, I haven't yet. It'll air next Friday. Oh. As I argued with somebody, yeah, would it be nice if we could pay off the debt? Yes. Sure. There's just a lot— There there are a lot of difference of opinions— as to how to do that yes where would that money come from and what is the example? correct answer to that well your answer may be different than my answer does that mean my answer is right and yours wrong vice versa i don't know yeah
3: no I'm, I'm with you there so i mean the big picture takeaway i think the two things you mentioned absolutely right the third one is put your money in every two weeks take a deep breath if it turns out to be the wrong day the wrong week the wrong year and plan for the long term. Stock investing is long term. It should not be viewed in what's going to happen in the mo- next month, six months, year, because nobody knows that. Very much so. We don't know the next 10 years, but we do know, as you said, Don, looking back, investments in stocks have been have, have been well paid. You've been well paid for taking that risk. Put it that way.
2: Have been and again, we can intuit, it, and I think relatively accurately do that—that that the future will look similar, barring a disaster of untold and unheard of of destruction. And in that case, you know, bend Money over, don't matter. Kiss it goodbye. All right then. We do love to talk with you. We like to talk with each other. But talking with you is fun, too. 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are
1: talking real money.
2: Do me a favor. Grab your latest investment statements if you know where they are. How many do you have? A lot? How many different investments are in each statement? A bunch? Do you own individual stocks, bonds, sector funds, and stuff you don't understand? Yeah, I thought so. I'm Don McDonald, and I'm pretty sure you have a case of hodgepodgeitis. But don't worry, it's not terminal and can be cured. But it takes three things. A bit of time, some fiduciary guidance, and a plan. There's a problem, though. Most financial advisors can't or won't provide any of those that's where we come in. Tom and I will provide you the help you need to overcome hodgepodgeitis in a free, no-obligation meeting with an appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. So, scan or take a picture of all those pages you gathered, then go to TalkingRealMoney.com, click on Meet an Advisor, and set up a free appointment online or by phone when it's convenient for you. Let us sort through the mess and help you get started on a better, simpler future plan. Just go to TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800 386
1: your guides to a really great financial future tom and don are talking real money
2: hi everybody welcome back i'm don tom's there 855-935-talk is our phone number 855-935-8255 give us a call um now we talk a lot about money we talk a lot about investing we talk a lot about retirement we talk a lot about insurance we even talk quite a bit about cryptocurrencies but the one thing we don't talk a lot about is shopping we don't do a lot of shopping talk i'm not a good shopper no but no. but i have no. to tell you uh while it is it, it is sometimes a miserable experience shopping at costco can also be kind of fun you yeah, know, it's I like mean, a we'll, treasure yeah. hunt.
3: That's what Jim Senegal, CEO of Costco, used to tell me when I interviewed him every year. Yeah,
2: yeah, because you find hunt. different you weird, weird things, and, and sometimes they're pretty cool yeah. and unique and uh, reasonably priced and completely but, useless. Uh, oh, I'm <laughs> many times minute, right. completely oh. useless. <laughs> okay, but when you uh, think uh, of
3: Costco, I mean mm-hmm. the real deals you think are the you know the dollar fifty hot dog and drink combo. I mean, oh that, my that's gosh, that's a deal. Yeah. And I think they talked about raising it once in Senegal, so if they raise it, I'm gonna go down there and so, so they didn't or the four ninety nine, I think it's still four ninety nine chicken, rotisserie chicken.
2: No, it's a five ninety nine chicken, oh. I think. Isn't it five ninety nine? I don't know. I thought it was Hold on. I it's... think because I'm telling <laughs> that's you a that's, a, that's a mutant chicken. Because you go into your grocery store and it was
3: usually like ten bucks there or more, right?
2: Yeah, and they're and, half the size because yeah, no, I don't know big. where Costco know. gets the chickens. Well, they the do it on their own. They have their own. They grow their own chickens. Yeah, but do uh, they irradiate the them? Do they expose them to nuclear know, weapons? I what
3: I don't know what the deal is. But okay, what are we talking about? Why are we talking about Costco we chickens? Well, because chicken Costco, Costco has
2: cool stuff like
3: yeah. Well, okay. If you're gonna, the, you know, the other big, they sold a hundred million dollars of this. A hundred million, in I think it was a quarter too. Hang on.
2: No, it uh, is still four ninety nine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, right. I've got to go um, to Costco tonight
3: I know those those are and they're good and they're um, good but here's what I would not go to Costco for and I can't yeah. hundred million dollars worth of wait for it gold bars one yeah ounce, I wouldn't gold look bars
2: I wouldn't yeah. looked one of them that they had recently was very pretty it really? was Is it, it all like shiny a, and yeah well it shiny like it has gold? like artwork on it I don't oh, know, artwork
3: it had some, okay yeah
2: so, so but um, wow uh, yeah. gold gold coins and and no gold uh, bars, not coins. gold bars. Yeah, yeah, bars.
3: One ounce gold bars, so two thousand bucks well, or so, right? Because that's about one well. The last gold I gold. looked,
2: yeah. the last price I could find for the Costco gold bar was two thousand ninety nine, and? and the spot gold price is about two thousand forty three. Oh, so you're overpaying at Costco? Well, but you that's norm. No, you overpay. There's always a premium for a gold coin or a gold bar because. We forget somebody has to make money off of this transaction. So if gold is $2,043, there will be a mark up to buy it. And if you're selling it, there will be a mark down to sell it. Now, it has to be thing, that way.
3: But when I read this and read $100 million in one quarter of gold sold at Costco, I, tried, who is, I mean, who's doing this? Is it gold bugs? I mean, yes. the article mentions somebody there saying, yeah, it's competitive and you could trust the seller
2: or is it just there someone, you go that's that, kind of cool you can trust the seller yeah I think that's you can. that's one of the things because which a disreputable seller could have could could have uh, altered gold bars it, yeah. it's happened oh, sure. oh it's happened for sure you put lead in a gold bar and the weight remains relatively similar mm-hmm.
3: it's been done
2: yeah it's been done
3: but okay so still didn't quite answer my question this aren't oh, well, all gold no- bugs buying a hundred million dollars worth of gold are they uh, survivalists, prob- p- prob- p-
2: People, there are a lot of people who, for some wacky reason, think that gold is actually a good investment, that it makes money over time, which is truly wrong. I mean, it does not. It does not over. We talked about this earlier with, with the stocks. Keeps we we talked about yeah. stocks have returned on average over 100 years plus according to the to jeremy siegel they've returned between about six and a half and seven percent after inflation yeah, per so year nine or ten the return of gold
3: after inflation
2: is about right zero. at zero
3: yeah no it, it it's about kept up with inflation it has these periods of time where it rockets up and then does nothing right for but
2: that's a, a yeah. speculative bubble
3: it is it is indeed so um I just find this fascinating. I've, well, I've never had an urge to old. I mean, the other thing about the gold is don't you have to keep it somewhere, correct? Don't you have to have like a well, safe? or something? Well, okay. Think or, about this for you... a
2: moment. Uh, the, your your little gold bar is one ounce. You know, it's it's probably it's worth the same as your laptop. So you okay, could keep it in a drawer in the bedroom. Point. Okay. You know. So you don't have to have it all if locked buy, up. In a big if you buy, if you buy a thousand gold bars, okay. then, That, you know, now we're talking real money.
3: All right. Well, listen here. All right. So if you're thinking about this, don't buy it based on Mike. I think I said, pronounced this Fulgenz, president of Universal Gold and Bullion in Beaumont, Texas.
2: You're quoting a guy in Texas.
3: Yeah. He says gold coins became useful for him when a recent hurricane disrupted banking and other services for a while. When there were limits on withdrawals at an automatic teller machine, he sold small gold pieces to a local dealer for cash. This is the kind of reason why people like physical gold. Yeah, um, I, uh, <laughs> I thought that's just crazy really to say, you know what, but you really got to because, first of all, how many people are going to be able to take your gold if there's a real problem? And exchange cash for
2: it. Not very many. Well, my argument has always been, and this is my argument against the 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 modern version of gold crypto, which, ex- which is exactly, exactly the what thing. they say it is. Uh, if you think if you think gold is bad, crypto is even worse. But let's talk about why gold is bad. People are buying it as a store of wealth of last resort. Basically, they're saying if the U.S. economy and the rest of the world's economies collapse and their currency is worthless, I want you to imagine, use your imagination, and imagine a scenario in which all currencies globally are worth nothing. Hmm. That sounds pretty bad, huh? Yeah. If. the currency is worth nothing and i happen to have a warehouse full of rice loads and loads of rice you want my rice you are offering to give me a gold coin for the rice why would i take your gold coin what am i gonna do with it yeah you're gonna have to I'm not going to find somebody who's willing to sell me potatoes for gold because they're going to want something of real value in bad times. They're going to want another food stuff that they don't have. I've got rice. You've got chickens. I'll trade you my rice for your chickens. Boom. I've got rice. You've got ammunition. I'll trade you my rice for your ammunition. I am not going to trade it for a shiny gold-colored rock. I'm not. And as far as crypto goes... Right you think the computers <laughs> are still working?
3: <laughs>
2: Probably not.
3: Oh, Lord, so, people! No, um, and isn't it, isn't it, uh, guns, ammo, and uh, and um, um, canned goods?
2: Uh, That's guns, really ammo and freeze-dried food yeah or, or canned goods like that, i mean right if you want to yeah. get something if you want to get something at costco they that have that is too really really yeah, they uh, have it. Uh, yeah. helpful in in the end of the world scenario do yeah. not buy their the their gold, gold coins yeah. for 2099 dollars which is what they were they're no longer available by the way they're out well, of stock it
3: says they sell out very quickly they sell yeah.
2: out very quickly uh if you go to costco and I want to get the exact price because, uh, let's see, what have we got here? Here you go. You ready? Is it? Yeah, I know what we're talking this is, about. No, no. The ReadyWise 5,400 serving food palette. How much? 5,400 servings of food. Would you rather have a $2,000 gold coin or $3,000 worth of 5,400 meals? Sign me up. Yeah, which, which is going to help you more in a
1: disaster. Tom and Don are talking money for your real life and real future tom and don are talking real money this this (laughs) this package of food
2: even has 1100 servings of freeze-dried orange juice all you do is have have to do is add water but the one thing it's missing yeah this would be the perfect deal if they had and it's all in big buckets if they had big buckets of freeze-dried water you just add water and you end up with water
3: you got plenty of water okay oh, i got a question for you and you don't do? let do we have today's time? show consider uh, impact it are you gonna uh-huh. retire soon no nope. <laughs> i was thinking after today maybe uh do you know when to claim social
2: security 70 how to create an income from your savings uh pretty sure yes i've done a class on that so yeah you have too which
3: yeah. uh which medicare plan
2: um. No, I'm gonna have to sit down with Kevin Peterson and discuss ah. that because I still have some confusion about housing.
3: That. Housing, if it doesn't work out where you are now,
2: uh, got the Got the silver bullet. Got got Stella the Excella
3: Your estate plan all in order.
2: Oh hell no. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. Not, <laughs> not right, only I no, you. but hell no.
3: So we do this little thing every year called Retire Meet. It's on February 24th. It's Don's idea. We're gonna meet a bunch ago. of retired people. Well, are getting close to it. So um, and you can come and see us. We'll both be there. Paul Merriman, Herb Weisbaum wonderful uh weston wellington from dimension it's a full I love weston he's great he's, he's great and it includes breakfast and lunch the aforementioned box lunch that don is so enamored of uh with i should say no pressure so,
2: no pressure maiden but it <laughs> better be as good great. as in years past there was one year yours. in there where i think you farmed it out and it wasn't as good it was fatty roast beef let's get the lean stuff back all right thank you
3: <laughs> so you can get early bird tickets right now for retire meat at, guess what, retiremeat.com. It's Saturday, the 24th of, be- of February, in Bellevue, at be- the de- Main de- Bower. De- join de- us. <laughs> Retiring soon? Yes, I think I probably should. Retiremeat.com. Please come and join us for that. I think it'll be a fun day. So,
2: that at, work? At least the previous nine have been. They've, they've been they've pretty been good. very good. So, show
3: up. Come uh, let's see join if anybody's
2: us. been ordering. Let's see. One... Two, three. Since you started plugging them, there now three orders. Okay, so retire so meat. You're, you're doing quite well.
3: Yeah, thank you. I've, it's the first thing I've done well today, so I'll take it.
2: Here's the thing. Oh, and by the way, you forgot. Did you? You didn't mention that they still have a day to get the incredible no, you get
3: the talking real money mug. So this is the last it's day. It's Not just last a talking
2: weekend. real money mug. No, it says. It? it says, stay calm. It's a reminder mug. Live strong or something. Stay no, strong. Stay. Calm and retire strong. It's, it's a message to be we patient stole it from the Brits. From World War II, except yeah. it didn't say that. It said keep calm and carry on. I ah, changed it to retire Whitney strong. Churchill.
3: Okay. Good. Good stuff. And so, it's a gorgeous me.
2: bright red mug that will get attention. Mug. And you can drink your coffee out of it, because Tom is going to hand wash every one of them. I'm going to bring the water so you got before retire meat. So go to go to <laughs> Okay, I'm retiring too. That's it. I'm giving it all up. I'm Sign gonna on. go get my 5,400 meal thing. Did you know there are 2,800 uh entree and side servings. I'll in there?
3: bring the water, my man. We'll have. That's a all big, you got to do. Big. Bang. I got
2: the food. If you got the <laughs> water, honey, I got the boxes of food. <laughs> That'll be a fun thing. And, and it says, get this. It says it has a twenty five-year shelf life
3: which is about what i've got i hope so oh that yeah there's <laughs> no
2: you 25 years left uh-huh. My goal,
3: well like 24 actually but,
2: okay. but but there you go and, and really seriously I, I and i'm serious now if you really believe that you want to there's a there's the end of the world is coming and your choice is gold or 5400 servings of food come on really which one should you take that lasts 25 years. And get and a, that's get, all get at
3: retiremeat.com. Get, get a gun. Isn't it? Get a Is gun.
0: Retiremeat. The opinions and views expressed in this podcast were current on the date recorded. Opinions, estimates, forecasts, and statements of financial market trends that are based on current market conditions constitute our judgment and are subject to change without notice, including any forward-looking estimates or statements which are based on certain expectations and assumptions. Although information and opinions given have been obtained from or based on sources believed to be reliable, no warranty or representation is made as to their correctness, completeness, or accuracy. Information presented on the podcast is not personalized investment advice from Appella Wealth. The views and strategies described may not be suitable for everyone. This podcast does not identify all the risks, direct or indirect, or other considerations which might be material to you when entering any financial transaction. Past performance does not guarantee future results, and profitable results cannot be guaranteed. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. The podcast is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Wealth, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Please see Appella Wealth's ADV Part 2A on our website for information regarding Appella's fees and services. Appella Capital LLC DBA Appella Wealth is an investment advisory firm registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. The firm only transacts business in the states where it is properly registered or excluded or exempt from registration requirements. Registration with the SEC or any state securities authority does not imply a certain level of skill or training. Appella does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing either stated or implied here should be inferred as providing such advice. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and important disclosure related to performance of any specific index or fund quoted in this podcast. I think I need a nap.